One, two, three. Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores how Bob Jones University empowers individuals to reach their highest potential for God's glory. Welcome, I'm Steve Pettit, president of Bob Jones University, and I'd like to thank you for coming today to Highest Potential. We have a very special podcast today for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, we are publishing this episode during Alumni Live, which is an online gathering for the alumni of Bob Jones University. So let me just say a warm welcome to all of you that are watching today. And uh, we wanna thank you for your support of BJU. We, we thought it would be fun for you to be able to come into my office here on the campus and uh, do a, a behind the scenes look at what we do when we re record podcasts. And so today is the 20th of April. And if you're listening to this episode at a later date, you can watch the video on today.bju.edu. Well, some of you are maybe new to the podcast, so let me let you know how you can stay connected with us. You can find and follow Highest Potential on your favorite podcast apps like Apple or Spotify or any others. Uh, we publish a new episode weekly during the semester, and we have had some great discussions with some very amazing people. Last week, I was able to talk with Aaron Jones and get an update on the museum and gallery. So I'd like to encourage you to check that out. We're also releasing a great new episode tomorrow featuring BJU grad and governor of the state of Arkansas, the Honorable uh, Asa Hutchinson. So during that time, we uh, are gonna talk to him and discuss his faith, uh, his time here at Bob Jones University and his journey to becoming the governor of Arkansas. So please be sure to give it a good listen. Uh, the second reason this special uh, podcast is going on today is uh, we are being joined today by two longtime music faculty members who will be retiring here at the end of the semester. And that's Warren and Jean Cook, who have been here at Bob Jones University, well, going all the way back when they were students in the middle 70s. And uh, they have had a wonderful impact and a wonderful ministry here to hundreds of students. I've been the benefactor of scores of what we call Cookites who have come to BJU and sung in their choirs and then actually traveled with me for many years on our team. So I wanted to share their stories with you today and I hope that you'll enjoy it. So Warren and Jean, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Glad to be here. Good. We are. Are you ready to retire? No. No, we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, we, are, we are in April at Bob Jones University, which means two things. Number one, it's stunningly beautiful. Mm -hmm. And number two, everybody is stunningly tired. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're racing to the Race end. Race to here. the end. And I know we have a, you have a concert coming up next Friday. Next Friday uh, This night. Friday, the, the 25th. With the corral. Mm -hmm. With the corral. In the amphitorium. In the amphitorium. Mm -hmm. And the public is invited. Yes. And then the following week. Following week, Saturday night in Rotahaver Auditorium with our community choir, River Tree Singers, and as a collaboration with our chamber singers and uh, an orchestra. That'll be a wonderful time. And that will be, uh, that will be the grand finale. Grand finale. Wow. Then the next week's commencement. Next week's commencement. Well, let's, um, what I want to do, if we, we can go back to y'all's lives growing up, and tell us where you grew up. Williamsburg, Virginia. Williamsburg, Virginia. Yeah. 
And did you grow up in a Christian home? Or? No. And when did you come to the Lord? Uh, when I was 16 years old. Okay. Church or a camp or? Actually, a girlfriend on the school bus wow. witnessed to me. Wow. It was really sweet. We all would laugh at her, but we kept coming back for more. And um, she called me up one night, said, you want to go to a crusade? And I said, what's crusade? And she said, well, there'll be a preacher there and he'll talk about the Bible, but there's a lot of music, there's singing and stuff. And I said, well, that sounds cool. Sure, I'll go. And I heard the gospel. Uh, that preacher went from Genesis to Revelation. And when he gave the invitation, I turned to my girlfriend who was a Christian. I said, do you want to go forward? <laughs> and she said, yes. And so we both went forward. I got saved and she made some things right with the Lord. Wow, that sweet. is awesome. That encourages me all the years that I preached in evangelism. So there were a lot of Gene Cooks out there. There were. And two years later, she was at Bob Jones. Two years later. Yeah. So that would have been 1970. Mm -hmm. And when you came to Bob Jones, did you know what you wanted to study? Yes. Music. Yes. I almost switched to speech after okay. my freshman year, but I stuck with music and I'm glad I did. Did you grow up playing the piano? Oh, I did from about the age of eight years old, I think. Wow. And so you came here, was it, was it, music performance or pedagogy or? It was piano performance because okay. at the time we didn't have pedagogy. That's what I would have chosen. Okay. But I ended up getting my master's here in performance as well and stayed on the faculty and loved it. Been in Greenville a long time. I have. <laughs> and Warren, when did you, uh, your background, I know you're from down in Georgia. I was born in Tennessee, reared in Pennsylvania and Georgia. Okay. But I've been here longer than anywhere else. I bet. And when did you, uh, did you grow up in a Christian family? I did. I did. My dad uh, came from a Christian family. My mom was saved when she was 16. Dad took her to an evangelistic meeting, much like Jean. Mm. And uh, they got married a couple years later. And then he did the Korea thing. And wow. then he came back. And then mom was very um, connected to rearing this boy to understand the gospel and wrote Pro Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 everywhere she could. Wow. Uh, and um, we would go to evangelistic meetings. Uh, Oliver Green, who had his yeah. headquarters oh, yeah. right across the street, he right. would say on the radio, you know, you need to send, right across the street from me is uh, Bob Jones University, you need to send your kids there. So when I was three, mom said, well, that's where this little boy's going. So you were ordained at three. Yeah. Well, yeah. she even purchased the Bible well, and inscribed it when you were four she, years old? She bought from the Gospel Hour of Schofield and, and always showed it to me on the shelf. There's a Bible. When you go to Bob Jones, you can have it. So wow. I, I was saved in an in a, in a evangelistic campaign, Oliver Green, tent meeting. We'd go to tent meetings. They'd really? last weeks and weeks and weeks. Was this down in Georgia or Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. I was just a little guy. Um, and but you remember them? I do, and uh, all very well. Sawdust, you know, lots of organ, and piano, and singing, and wow, and preaching, and it was good. So. So you, you had figured you were coming to Bob Jones while you were well, in high school. Well, that Bible was on the shelf, you see, and I had to come to Bob <laughs> Jones. He kept speaking to, to you. To claim it. So, <laughs> so they, they brought me my freshman year, dropped me off in Smith Dormitory, and I actually, they drove off in the, in the Oldsmobile, and I thought, she forgot the Bible. And I opened my suitcase, and there it was on the top. Okay. You know, and it had written in there, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and a nice ascription, and we're proud of you, and we, we want you to teach God's Word, and do music. And, wow. And here you are. And so you came in 72. Yes. And you came in 74. 74. So I started college the same year, 74, but it wasn't in 
Greenville, South Carolina. It was, it was in Charleston, was Charleston South Carolina. Yeah. A little different. Yeah, four hours away. But four. you ended up here. But so. I ended up here. I sure did. So when you came, what was your major? Music ed. Music ed. Music ed. And you finished in 78. 78. What did you do after that? Then I did a master's. Here um, at Bob Jones. Yeah. And a choral conducting church music. And then um, I worked for audio as a um, sound engineer for three years. And then um, Dr. Gustafson moved me into faculty. So you started teaching at that time. Right. And when did you go in for your doctorate? 70, no, 80, 80, 87 to 93. Kids were little. 87 to 93. Commuted back to Columbia, back and forth. To okay, let, let's back up. Tell us how you met. Oh. <laughs> we got to hear that story. We had the same piano teacher, and the door opened one day, and there she sat with those cute big glasses on, and <laughs> she doesn't remember me, but I thought, wow. So she later. Was cute. You thought she was cute. No, yeah, she's beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she played the piano, and we had the same teacher. And, and then we were assigned to a dinner table together. Okay. Back when the dining common was set up that way. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I was the hostess, and there was a host who was often absent, so it befell me to conscript someone to be host. So I would often choose him. Of I don't course. know why. You know but why. You can tell why. <laughs> so we got to know each other, and I wasn't interested because he was, I was a senior. And he was this little sophomore. Oh, yeah. So he would stop by my lunch table when I was eating with my girlfriends and flirt with me. And he would leave and then say, who was that? I'd say, oh, it's this punky little sophomore that sits at my dinner table. Well, sure enough, he started asking me out. And so y'all started dating. Yeah. And what, when, what year were you married? 78. You were married right at, at grad school. So when I finished grad school and he finished undergrad. I see. Well, we got engaged in May and married in August and started teaching in September. Wow. That's the way students should do it. Now they, they, they take forever. And we just, you know, we came through Greenville. We had a couple of days. We planned the wedding, went to Interlochen and did a whole summer. summer music camp, came back, got married, went to Charleston for a couple of days for a honeymoon and hit the road 40 something years ago. Wow. And my mom told me he was going to propose <laughs> because they came for my senior recital. We took him to the airport and Warren walked off with my dad. Unbeknownst to me, he was asking for my hand in marriage. Back then, that's how it was done. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so they went home. We went back and he said, you know, let's go for a walk. And um, we went for a walk and then came back to CVA and sat down at the patio and my roommate slid the door open to the balcony and said, hey, Gene, your mom's on the phone. So I said, Warren, I'll be right back. He said, uh, wait just a minute. I said, no, really, it won't be just a minute. And I ran upstairs to answer the phone. She says, oh, Jeannie, Jeannie, I'm so excited. Listen, your grandmother has this ring and, and she'll send it for it to you right away and you can have it reset or you can use it just like it is. And I said, well, mom, don't you think we ought to wait until he asks me first? And she said, will he ask your dad at the airport? Ah. <laughs> I said, mom, let me call you back. <laughs> so did you ask that day? Or? I still had a lot to say, yeah. So she came right back out and acted all innocent. So and, now where and, were you? What were you I, saying? I worked my way through my little speech, and six grandkids later, here we are. Here we are. You have two children. Yes. Three. Children. Three. Three children. Mm -hmm. And so I know Laura. Laura teaches on voice faculty. Esther's a designer in Washington, interior architecture, and Matthew does something. He owns lots of businesses and he explains it to me and I say, great, that's great, right. Matt. Yeah, keep, keep going. That's and right. Support me when I get go. There we go. There he we does go. great. We're proud of him. 
Wonderful. And he's married. Matthew's married to Stephanie, who's a nursing grad. Okay. And Laura's married to Stephen, who's a pedagogy grad. Absolutely. So when did you uh, when did you feel, sense, think you were going to invest your career uh, here at Bob Jones? I I think I can say in all honesty, like within just weeks of my being here. Really? I just had a sense As a of, freshman? Yeah, that the God wanted me here and um, I loved it here. I remember the first Christmas, everybody was going home all excited and I thought, I've got a great family, but this is kind of sad. I love being here. Well, a little odd, but I, I say that's the spirit, you know, putting that in my heart mm -hmm. and it's still in my heart. Been here all this time. Been here all this time. And always, always since that's, that's what I would do. Um, and God has been very gracious to uh, let me realize that um, life that he put in my heart. And I, don't, that, yeah. I don't, have, don't have any regrets about it. So um, y'all have invested a lot here. And, and of course, we everybody that knows you have perspectives on what you've accomplished. And, you know, there's so much. But I'd like to go back and... and uh, what what did you do? I know I know you taught mute, your piano. Tell me what you did, and then when did you come into the choir arena, leading the? Yeah, that's school. a good question. Yeah. I I was telling a student today. You wanted to know. He's thinking about grad school, and I said, well, I, I did music ed, piano. I did um, church music masters conducting, um, and then much later down the road did the the the. Uh, conducting performance degree. And I can't say that I knew from the start that it was going to be choirs, mm -hmm. um, but I feel like God gave me so many different experiences, uh, instrumental experiences and vocal experiences and piano experiences and even working on stage and working on audio. It all uh, culminated in, in um, a, a vocation of, of choral music that, that I can say not one thing God put me into or through uh, was not immensely um, enabling for what I do now. Right. And choirs, uh, can, can it be any better than choirs? I mean, you, wow. add, you add all the music disciplines, um, instrumental collaborations and, and music and text. Um, Great so, poetry. Yeah, and, Great. and I've always wanted to do, I used to sit in front of the Lawrence Welk show and, 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 say, <laughs> and see that he had the old guy with a gray beard and he would conduct Exodus. And I said, I want to do that someday. And so when I had to do the band, I did the band one year. Right. When Dr. Turner went off to get his degree, I conducted Exodus. So there we go. Um, I, I got to got to do that just for to scratch that little itch because I knew where God put me, and um, so now how He gifted me. Right. So with with the choral program, uh, not everybody you know understands how it works, and the particularly the not the graded choral program, but what we're doing today, how long have we been doing that here at BJ? Um, that's a great question. Uh, since 2003, the graded choral program. Okay. I think that's right. So not effect. quite 20 years. And we have a long choral tradition, you sure. know, of populating service music and, and vespers and occasional music and concert music. And church. And then um, and students, they come here from faith-based organizations or churches. Right. And so they have a singing tradition. Right. So uh, often we have... 10 or 12% of the student body enrolled in choirs. And um, they love to sing, and, oh, yeah. and we love to give them opportunity. And it seems like to me, it, you know, getting to sing in the chorale is kind of like the, the, the highlight. It is. If you can make it. 
I knew I, I knew I would have never made it. So, oh sure, we 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 had all sorts of preachers in there. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seminary guys, yeah, seminary yeah. guys still do because uh, we can teach anybody. Everybody can sing, right? You know, the scriptures say, um, well, you've got to sing. There there are four things for for worship. What is it? What are they? Um, God's word and prayer and the Lord's supper and singing. Right. So there we are, equipping um, the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. Sing. You've been here, uh, you know, f your, your years to combined are over 80 years, 45 mm -hmm. and 43. 40-ish, 2-ish, 3-ish, somewhere. Yeah, All so depends on when you start. In the upper 80s, and the school is 95 years old. So combined between the two of you, it's almost been the whole history of Bob Jones well, University. I was thinking the other day, the school was only 47 years old when we showed up. Right. You know, which was... Um, Interesting to me. A long yeah. time ago. <laughs> no, we, we, we enjoyed the 50th anniversary, the 70th anniversary, and Lord willing, we'll, we'll, be, we'll come see you on the 100th anniversary. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate there, that. There he is. There he is. Yeah. Poor guy. We yeah. knew him when. <laughs> so, um, obviously, from the very uh, beginning of the school, music has been a big, big part of Bob Jones. So, uh, maybe, maybe, and, and y'all have invested in, you know, half the years of, of the university. So what, what makes the music department so special? And of course, what are you going to miss about it when you leave? I think the answer is the same for both those questions. What makes it special is it's the people. And what will we miss? The people. And uh, it's colleagues and students. Um, what a rich privilege it has been to work with our teachers, our mentors, they're, they're long gone. Um, Gustafson's and the Mortons and Mrs. Murr and Music Ed, and you could just go on and on, all the people who have invested in us. And um, I tell students when they, where shall I minister? I say, well, come here and, 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 and do what we do. Mm -hmm. uh, work with people who love Jesus and who want to equip other people to do the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. And we've been surrounded with folks like that. And then the students, you learn more from students than you learn from your teachers. Right. They teach you an enthusiasm and, and uh, they keep you up to date on the outlook. Fresh perspective. On the world and keep you energized. And what a, I will miss every nine months getting to try it again. Right. You know, try it for nine months. Okay, we're going to try something different or, or it's like a basketball team. Yeah. 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 To start all over again. What a, what a blessing. What, um, what are some of the, and I, I was, I was thinking about when you, when you do it so long, it's hard to, when people say, what is your one favorite memory? You go, I, I can't remember all my favorite memories. But when you, if you were to say the highlights, the, the takeaways, the things that you will cherish. I enjoyed seeing Gene and five Shakespeare plays, doing leading, <laughs> leading roles. Yeah, leading, the, play, yeah, playing yeah. the piano. What an unusual no, Rosalind, she played Rosalind. She was she acted with Dr. Bob Jr. and did some cool things. So that was it's fun. It's a rare privilege. That was a great memory. Was. We loved touring with the choir back right. in the day. Took a choir to Korea for nine months. Wow. We, we were the U.S. representative for the for the uh, Korean World Choral Festival. And uh, we were the American choir, and there's a German choir, an Austrian choir, and a French choir. That was 1996, and they paid our way over there, and wow. we stayed nine days, and wow. sang in all the big venues. Ate kimchi. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, and 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 domestic tours, um, to see the parents of our students oh, is yes. really and their churches refreshing. You've had these experiences, oh, I yeah. know. Uh, oh, yeah. On a little, I remember a little country church. We drove up out in the middle of nowhere, and 
only a couple of hundred seats, and I thought, who's going to come hear this? And the sun started to go down, and as far as you could see down the country road, there were headlights coming up that winding road, you know, and they filled it up, and the kids just sang and sang, you know. Yeah. And there's moms and daddies, you know, sending their kids off to school. I think, I need to, I need to make sure I'm well prepared to teach every day, because they sent this kid here just like my mom did. So, so do you have any clue of how many have been in your choirs over the years? Somebody said a few years ago it was at 800. I don't know. So it's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Eight, 800 people. Yeah, different students. So near, oh, nearing a thousand, you know. Yeah. And he's lost track of the couples that got together and have married. I used to count. The first, the first years, it was I counted couples that would get married out of corral, like you did with your teams. Right. And I, I just quit counting at 22 couples or, or 44 44 kids, and I saw one today in the hallway. His daughter's in my choir, and there they are, and they were. Yeah, so you have a lot of kids of former. Grandkids. You know, oh, so wow. it's starting to come wow. through. Yeah. Wow. So you can, you can tell how long you've been at it when you start seeing these faces that look familiar, but you can't remember their names. <laughs> <laughs> we, you, you, you have not, uh, since you've been here, when, when you get awards and all that, you, you know, the thing about Bob Jones is you, Nobody here wants to be braggadocious. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I told people, I said, one of the interesting things about Bob Jones is nobody wants to give money to put their name on a building because they don't want their left hand to know what the right hand's doing because we have biblical people. So, but what are some, if you don't mind telling us, what are some of the awards that have come through the corral over the years? Because a lot of people wouldn't know that. Right. And I, and I'm, like you said, I, I've got some. I know I have some plaques on the wall with the kids up somewhere. Up the <laughs> oh, they're there. I, I just never look at them. They they sing at conventions and and um, um, local events, national events, an international event we talked about. Um, and in our world, um, there are professional organizations, and we take the choir out. And most often, we'll get the comment, "Well, we had no idea you all were doing that." Mm. And I say, well, mm, I wish they had an idea. So, so that's why we do it, to get right, out there and let them see. Right, because right. we, uh, our kids are as good as any kids um, in schools, our level, anywhere. And most of them are not music majors. You go to the big schools, the choirs are all music majors. Right. You know, maybe 30, 40, 50% of our kids are just uh, non-major Singers, they love to sing. sing. And at and other schools, they give them singing scholarships. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. And, uh, sure. We've got a great choral staff, and and they rise to the occasion, and and um, they're just it's, good at what they do. It's always been the Bob Jones way. It's always been like that, and people come and they get involved in orchestras and symphonies and bands mm -hmm. and choirs and sing. It becomes a part of becomes part of who and it is. It is who Bob Jones is. You 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 can't you cannot. Uh, the fine arts department and Bob Jones are tied at the hip. It, it's it's mm -hmm. the identity and part of who they right. are. And it's great because uh, it's a great reflection of who God is. He is an artistic, um, created beauty, loves beauty. Uh, he sings over us, Zephaniah says. Uh, Hebrews says Christ sings in the midst of his brethren. Psalms, we've got a hymn book right in the middle of our Bible. Right. So, so we've spent our life singing and praising God. Life's about God. And uh, we are image bearers, and we revel in all the things He's given us to enjoy. And music um, is an exposition of all the things that He's given us to enjoy. Hmm. Uh, we put tune to text about life, about God. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to write a text mm -hmm. that you wrote mm -hmm. 
And then somebody comes along and puts a tune to it. And, and, and the feeling that it brings to you is like off the charts. It's like it came alive. Yes. It's like the valley of dry bones and then suddenly boom, mm. it comes alive. And it stirs the heart. Oh yeah. In a way that just the poetry might not. So you've been not only here, but you've been involved in church music as well for many, many years. Since we were first married, 1978, little country church. And then a year later, we drove to Atlanta every weekend and did music in a little city church, um, ate a lot of cheeseburgers going back and forth. <laughs> and so it's been, we've been at it almost 40 years. We retired from church music in, in 2015, but yeah, um, we... We love that work, and um, I love the opportunity not only to uh, live out what the Scripture asks a musician to do, but to do what I teach and teach what I do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I teach students how to do church music. I do church music, teach students how to do community music. We do River Tree Singers. Um, so so those, that, that, that um, synergy there is, is awesome, and yeah. I want them to see how to live. Music is God's gifting to that student. That's his entree into the world, his door into his community. How do you get into your world? Well, you're gifted with music. So go in there and get involved in your church, in your community, teach lessons, and people will say, oh, you're different. Yeah, let me tell you how I'm different. Well, one of the questions I wanted, because music is, has been at the very core of, of a, a, a good portion of your whole, of your life, those that are listening, you know, what would you say when somebody says, why is it that music is so important? Well, we've um, touched on a little bit. It's one of the four big things the church does, sing. Um, We are image bearers, and and, um, what of God's creation sings with intellect, besides the human, Mm -hmm. uh, none. They're they're songbirds, but we put melody to text, and we sing truths. Um, And there are things that um, music expresses that words alone cannot. You just, you just said the feeling that comes over you when you hear your poetry set to music. Well, there are, there are expressions in there that the cognitive is not enough. You need the affect, the affection. Mm-hmm. And so to be a, a total... It's like the whole being. The image bearer, yes. total image bearer. If God exalts over us with singing and Christ sings in the midst of his brethren, we sing too about all of life. It's a human experience. So one final question. Um, at least I would assume, I, I would view both of you as, as very young. Well, I think we are young. <laughs> yes. So the question is, what do you have planned for your retirement? That's a, that's a question we get every day and we have no answer. <laughs> well, I've heard a couple of things, you know, you're going to love Gene and you're going to love Jesus. I love Gene and Jesus, which I've tried to do. I would like to spend more time with my best friend. Good. I uh, will do that. Um, we want to stay involved, connected to people, if I'm going to love God and people in the church, in the community, in my family. Right. I wouldn't mind hitting a golf ball. I wouldn't mind trying fly fishing again. Wouldn't mind flying an airplane again. Um, he has a pilot's license. Long so, neglected. Um, yes. But you know, the pr- proverb says, a man devises his path, but the Lord, or and the Lord, puts every step in place. Mm-hmm. So. You're trusting. So, so Proverbs day. three, five, and right. six. There that you go. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. What you started with, you end with. Right. Right. So I'll put. We'll we'll get up every day and put the foot where we think it is, where it goes, and God will will make sure it's just right. 
So we don't see what's ahead, but um, we want to live well and live for Jesus and love each other and Wonderful. support the school and, and keep an eye on the grandkids. And Well, I want to say a couple of things. One is the two of you have both been a wonderful uh, example of a couple that love each other. And, and that is a blessing to hundreds of people. Both of you have been incredibly faithful to serving a group of people that God called you to here at Bob Jones. Um, and, and a great love for people who have come through your choirs. And you have a unique way of expressing your love, mm -hmm. even if you make fun of people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a form of love. It's a family. It's a family, family yeah. yeah. Sweet privilege. And uh, you, you've both been very gentle in the way you've worked with people. And, and I know those that are watching that are going to be very thankful for your influence in their life. And, and I thank you as the president of Bob Jones University. We are honored, uh, humbled and honored. And uh, to have been able to work with you. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.